Episode 22. Yeah, the quiet, jazzy Mass Effect episode. The smooth synth stylings of Mass Effect 3. Yes, well, 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, and 3. This uh, is going to be a short show, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this episode's uh, all about Mass Effect, oh. obviously. Oh. But now that 3's had time to percolate and everyone's probably had time to digest what the music... Uh, Can we not talk about the ending? No, no, no ending spoilers. It's not about the ending or the controversy or lack thereof or why I think the ending was awesome, but more about the music, which uh, ever since uh, the first one launched in 2007, I was immediately taken by the uh, music by composer Jack Wall, mm-hmm. uh, most known for, well, to me, is something impor- important note for Jack Wall. Uh, helped to start uh, video games live with Tommy Tallarico, Ooh. which is pretty cool uh, pedigree there. He also worked on Mark of Cree. And Beautiful. I do love my Mark of Cree. And it's just for you, Chris, Oof. he worked on Disney's Extremely Goofy Skateboarding. Oh, man, that's a really good game. Tony Hawk Engine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jade <laughs> Empire. And uh, also, uh, Mass Effect is a, another another guy worked on it, Sam Hewlett, who was on Maximo and Red Orchestra 2. And, uh, those are good games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. These guys are all good. And Jack Wall has actually gone on, and he will be doing Lost Planet 3 soundtrack as well. <gasps> so uh, yeah, You are these, good. These are just good composers <laughs> all around. Like, uh, And we talk about the, on the show a lot the different... This is Brett Elston, by the way. I should probably... Ah. VGEmpire.com, always, always hope, hoping to get your comments and uh, downloads appreciated. Share it with your friends and all that stuff. And Look, I got two guests with me. Chris Antista, Laser Time Podcast. We need your comments more and views even more. Even more. Even more. Michael Grimm, bortsjorts.wordpress.com. Yes. Or Baby Backwards. <laughs> Borts, jorts. Baby Backwards. Baby Backwards. Uh, but you guys have both uh, been on up on the Mass Effect kick, especially the multiplayer, which we've played a lot of yeah. lately, which we'll probably talk about a bit more. But specifically with the first one, mm-hmm. I know, Chris, you didn't jump into this until uh, Johnny Come Lately bandwagon. Easy. Band- I was in on Mass Effect 1 immediately. It just broke for me a lot. Right. And I, I mm. did have trouble with the first one i'd lost a lot of progress my game crashed frequently mm-hmm. but uh the world that was created was so compelling and i actually liked the mako and i liked exploring the surface of the world we didn't have a problem with the mako it's, it was really things that were beyond my control i liked yeah, uh, I, I, I dug into the codec immediately yeah, so immediately yeah. like i i read everything all that so stuff. when i just skipped after like i think four times of playing for eight hours in mass effect and having my saves ruined yeah uh, i just that save Whatever was in that save was ported into two, and I completely mm-hmm. enjoyed myself, knew who the characters were. That's true. Didn't know how I lost a person or two. Right. Because uh, that had not actually happened in my game. Right. Um, but Caden uh, and Rex, you will be missed, yeah. I think. Oh. By choices I didn't make. No Rex. I know. Yeah. No, my, my Renegade playthrough has no Rex, so even in Mass Effect 3, there's no Rex, and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Luckily, that's why I have the other one. But... uh. 
specifically about the music, the song that brought us in, which is Uncharted Worlds, uh, that the moment I got to the galaxy map after probably 25, 30 hours of Elton Citadel at the beginning of Mass Effect 1, mm-hmm. felt like, I guess... Mass Effect one slow start, if I may. Yep, yeah, uh, that's why I had yes. more fun in the iPad than I did in the elevators of the Citadel. The Citadel, a lot of elevators, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you finally get to go to the Galaxy map, and that music comes up, and that's the music that plays, which I actually like in one, two, and three. It's yep. the same music. It's one of the few Galaxy consistent map. songs. Yeah, used one of the very and... few consistent things, and that's what I, I really like. Uh, uh, we talked about that with uh, Jake Kaufman for his Mighty Flip Champs, Mighty Switch Force. Uh, in episode uh, seventeen or fourteen, I can't remember which one it was now, but uh, one of the yeah, earlier wasn't uh, invited. One of the earlier episodes, and he, you know, he kept a similar theme on like a level select, so that the mm-hmm. same level select across these three games was all the same, and much like that. Uh, but that that song, Uncharted Worlds, just has that unexplored mm-hmm. mystery and go find out, but then also has that like just airy sense of adventure, and but also like. Is an overworld theme? Can we call it that? It's sort of an overworld thing, <laughs> nice but it's cold like, space vibe, and you're in a cold spaceship. Yeah, but it's like it's indicative of the whole. To me, the whole franchise, which is this mix of orchestra moodiness, mm-hmm. but has it, like it can go to anthemic like movie style scores with themes, and you hit the bum bum bum. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that's the Mass Effect theme, but most of it has that sci-fi edge, like that song, um, or echoes of like what I would say is close to Tron. Or, you know, Tron Legacy, or just even the aesthetic of Tron, even if it's not the actual music, it's like mm. that should be in a Tron movie, or it, even Dune, the David Lynch Dune movie, yeah. which is not a good movie and horrible if you've read the books, or uh, tasted the spice, or tasted the spice, uh, or if by the end of that movie, spice is ruined and the entire movie, the entire world falls apart because Hold it on, rains I on Arrakis. I just learned this. <laughs> that entire movie, bad, bad, bad. But um, uh, but but the music, it's pretty good soundtrack. So uh, yeah. It is uh, uh, just the whole thing. It's like not to sound too poetic, but it's like it is synthesizers and it's uh, unapologetically Uh synthetic the way the music sounds, which really gives uh, you know that sci-fi vibe you like, where it's about like you know androids and artificial. Yeah, and And there's a sadness in a lot of it. That's what would ultimately come to define the whole series. There's this sense of fighting against a battle you can't win. Hopelessness. It's a it's a happy hopelessness. It doesn't seem like I think this doesn't happen much anymore but back in the 80s when you would score Mm. something sci-fi you would try and predict the music of that that age instead it has a it has a bit of a synthetic otherworldly flair but not something you can't totally relate to or find a real world real world basis for in our times yeah I don't feel I feel like it's very modern yet it won't ever sound like it's from this time period yes three gets dangerously close with the reaper dubstep noise <laughs> and the inception horn yep very close but uh overall I feel like this soundtrack is gonna be one that uh, I mean it's been five years since Mass Effect 1 came out and I love all this music mm-hmm. to death but we'll go into three songs really quick for Mass Effect 1 which is one the main theme mm-hmm. uh, which to me is you know just a sci-fi anthem mm-hmm. up right up there with any movie you could name Flash Gordon Flash Gordon definitely on par with Flash, uh, Flashy G, and then uh, we'll do the main Twitter theme, Norm- the Normandy theme, which I really like because it has this underlying tension, and it, even though you're, it, it's it's weird, like you're on the ship, it's when you're walking around the ship, right, mm-hmm. and you're like, but this music that's playing it just it feels like something's bubbling under the surface, like there's this very like something is not right in this galaxy, and even though on the surface all we're doing is going after this guy Saren. There's just something really unsettling about the music, and it feels like Alien, like the movie, like really Scott Alien. It feels mm-hmm. like we're on a ship, something isn't right. And even though nothing ever like happens on the ship to that degree, it's just, it really, I feel, upset the stage for the Reapers and Husks and the, the kind of scary element that comes into the game. And then we'll do Battle at Eden Prime, which is just kind of general battle music, 
that um, is just you know um, fast paced and hear some Troni noises, and, mm. uh, but all very good. And I know we give a lot of crap on the show to uh, modern game soundtracks that just get too orchestrated or too background musicy, and it's like, yeah, you got a guy to sound like Hans Zimmer. Good, great job. Don't care. Or Hans Zimmer, Activision. <laughs> Activision. Yeah, <laughs> if you can actually afford Hans Zimmer, go for it. Mm-hmm. But and while that stuff is like. It's good, but it's like it, that's not why it's I like acceptable. It's not memorable. Yeah, that's not why I play games, and it's not why you have generations of people like obsessed over Castlevania music is because it was good. It's mm-hmm. because it just burns into your brain, and you want to listen to it over and over again. And it becomes synonymous with an experience yeah. rather than you trying to convey something similar to what Copying, people are experiencing in theaters. Copy Hudson Hawk experience. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, nothing can. Please, Will you play Nintendo with me. <laughs> is that the line? I can't. Well, let me. It. I wonder which is worse: the Hudson Hawk film score or the Hudson Hawk NES ch- soundtrack. Ooh, <laughs> let's we find have another let's episode. Let's find out. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll do those episodes. Uh, that we'll not it's do that. Too late episode. to change course. Uh, Mass Effect One uh, main theme. Normandy and Battle of Eden Prime.
And Chris, you want to mention the menu music? Oh, the menu music and the yeah. first Mass Effect? You make the title screen where you oh, push start. Yeah, that's what I love. It's gorgeous, yeah. and I, I didn't hear it a lot in 2, but in 3 it was used to punctuate a lot of, well, I'll just say death. Lots of Mass Effect death. Uh, that, and I remember I played it for a couple of people while on the PC Gamer podcast, and like that's so familiar. And I remember that from this heart wrenching scene in three. But it was, you know, it's really the, everything you you've seen it every time you've loaded Mass Effect one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's probably why it's more impactful. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the name of that song because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a menu theme. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. all of them have proper names in the game, in the same in the game's soundtrack. I use, uh, I use it all the time on on Laser Time and uh, yeah. Cape Crisis. Also podcasts on which uh, I appear. Mm. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add about Mass Effect 1, really. Um, it was at the time, it was a game I was like completely enamored with, but much like I feel like how people felt about the first Assassin's Creed, where it's like, well, one, it was Assassin's Creed 1 was very divisive anyway. It was like you either loved it or hated it, but people who loved it, like our own Michael Rapares, gave it a very high score. I loved it. The highest of scores. And it was kind of like, well, what do you, like... <clears throat> How can you do something better? And it's like, oh, actually, when the second one comes on, it actually fixes a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, actually, this is way better. So the score was kind of broken because the 10 gets better than it's... Anyway, uh, one had you know a bunch of weird stuff. Like, It's just weird going back and playing now. So you had one of those long loading elevators, which I totally forgot happened. Bad texture draw. Uh, texture draw and then like being able to... I always did like a, a 70s... Dance show, zoom in yeah, on the yeah, crotch yeah. underneath, get the camera in there. Wob, 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 wob. Did I say that already? You, you mentioned you made a reference to the grind once before. The grind <laughs> with Eric Nijo. It's 1994. Rock Club La Vila PCFL. What? <laughs> Pensacola, Florida. Pa- uh, Panama City. Oh, Panama sorry. City, which no. has since exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. I really did. I don't know. Like that was my favorite thing about one was that there was that whole you know this is a brand new world. You had yeah. all that codex stuff already there, ready to like explore. And yep. I, I kind of like the really slow setup to the Citadel. But then you get an iPhone for three, and that codex is all there, where you can like look stuff up. Yeah. While you play, I, I did like the codex on 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 the iPad. I do. Too. I mostly use it for like long flights where I'm like I'm gonna actually finally sit down and read everything in here. Um, I don't have any of your fancy Apple products. I don't know what you're talking. about. <laughs> The Asari are very attractive and alluring race. <laughs> what began as Grown asexual... Grown men who, uh, make primarily money on voiceover end up fixating on them for hours on end. Uh, but one thing that definitely sticks out in the when I go back and like load up Mass Effect 1, I'm like, oh, right, the inventory management in this game is just baffling. Yeah. It sucks. It's, it's yeah. really bad. Um, but so no, that was something that was greatly improved in 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. But moving into some more of the music, um, I wanted to do uh, Saren's theme, which Ooh. when you're like, oh, Saren, it's like, oh, wait, that's the game over music that I've come to hate so much. Uh, so that's bad memories for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then we'll do the wards, which uh, I liked. Because um, the Citadel it only really feels like the Citadel in mm-hmm. the first game. It's so much, and they just dump you in it right away. Sure. It's like, here's this bar, here's this hallway that kind of only serves one room. And in three, it's streamlined so that there's just the highlights. You can go here, 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 here. But it right. still feels big. Two was like you barely even touched the Citadel, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one, it felt like this huge, sprawling, floating city in space. And uh, the wards theme was just, you know, it was 
when the game was over, I realized that that was a song that stuck in my head and roaming. Uh, it's kind of a soothing thing, but it still has that alien feel like you're a fish out of water. You're yeah. not supposed to be here or you're not entirely welcome. And then I'll do Fresh f- Prince of Bel-Air, yes. I, I would call that. Yes. Very much. And then the last one is Vermeyer Ride, which is a kind of silly techno-y... Mm-hmm. Meow, 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 the meow. club in there? It's... Mm-hmm. it's oh, I don't have any of the clubs no. in here. But um, but I love how that Vermeyer Ride just doesn't care. And it's... You can... It's like danced around electronic themes before in the game. And this mm-hmm. one's like, eh, forget it. Just, <laughs> here's a dance song. Uh, goofy, but it's still game music-y. It's not like uh, when you go into the clubs in Mass Effect where, like, in Mass Effect 2, they licensed actual songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's a really good song, too, for uh, in, in, um, on Omega. What's Afterlife? The club? Yeah. yeah. It's an actual... We pointed that out. It's like an actual licensed song that EA used in Need for Speed, like, two years earlier. Uh, and it, Pink's I'm Coming Out? That's not... No? I I, we play different games. <laughs> Well, you can custom soundtracks. It's a feature that's <laughs> mysteriously disappeared after one year of use at Xbox. Better get this party started. <laughs> or else. Um, so, yeah, Saren's theme, the wards, Vermeer Ride. We'll be right back.
wait a second. I thought we were talking about Mass Effect music, not Earthworm Jim for the Sega hey, CD. Hey, I was what? gonna make it. I was gonna make a Sega CD joke. Too late. That's my bad. Gotcha. Forgot how great the words was. Though. No, the words is like I again. Yeah. It's just it's uh, there's something about that sound. It's very it's approaches like a Daft Punk smooth jazz to me. Like I'm saying too, I listened to it like that last one. I've by ride one. It was like. The original Days X for like PC that mm. very similar kind of like unapologetically like bam, it's bam. 2001 and this is a synth <laughs> soundtrack enjoy yeah, to me it's kind of the modern equivalent for like the crazy midis and when you're playing Doom mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah I'm shooting zombies but it's like and then that's kind of that to me the modern equivalent and oh, God, I love Doom's music so much yeah it, it's really good you haven't broached that sh- subject I haven't yet E one O one forever E one M one dang it E one M one show myself out after uh, that. the death the death music now like I don't associate it with Saren obviously yeah uh, I know and I know Saren is Jesus but uh right. but uh I I don't think you do that Mass Effect I know who he is and what happened to him but it, it, the, when you die I didn't I never knew if it was intentional where like it it would remind me when the game the game camera broke in Tony Hawk. Every oh, time you every, died in Mass time, Effect, where like Shepard yeah. dies in a weird way, and the camera goes beneath the earth and sort of projects it's you so into the weird. sky. Yeah. And it, like the game is so refined, so yeah. I have to imagine it's like, well, yeah, everything is broken, isn't it? Yeah. You die because even in three, when you die, it's like weird ragdoll, and the camera's just like I've been disconnected yeah. from the world. I have to imagine it's intentional compared yeah. to how refined the rest of the game is. When you said that, Chris, I imagined like some sort of beat poet in a beret with a soul patch and he was like, yeah, man, it's yeah, broken. It's broken, man. That's why he looks just like Bear Margera falling off in the schoolyard in Tony Hawk Underground 2. He suddenly became British. Ah, a British poet. It's possible. <laughs> Morphing Possibly. Now you have back to oh the, god back, back in Norway uh, Norway <laughs> yeah back to the one that worked um, uh, moving into Mass Effect two mm. uh, which speaking of refinement uh, again Jack Wall but also we had David Cates who uh, did music for Battle Station specific and directed Harry Potter five David Yates ah uh, my bad my right. uh, I like how I knew that off the top of my head uh, so glad made the joke work he also did background <laughs> music for a very Brady sequel <laughs> yikes it's really good though they go to Hawaii it's awesome. <laughs> And uh, Sam Hulick again, and oh, I'm gonna mess up this name. Mm-hmm. Brian D. Domenico, Doctor D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he worked oh, with Jack. He worked with Jack Wall as well, and uh, runs with uh, runs a game music composer interview show called The Next Level. So uh, nice. uh, we will destroy him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the actual talented man who makes music. Well, he just makes it. We talk about it in a way he can't <laughs> elegantly. Yeah. Um, to the common man. Yeah. I will say uh, Mass Effect 2, we're moving into that. Like uh, yeah. I I recommend everybody do this. We all have Pandora, right? Mm-hmm. Has anybody tried creating a game music station on Pandora? No. I've I, heard some of it works. I created Mass Effect 2 uh, station. No album art, but it's there. Nice. Uh, and it, it loads up, and then like, up next, Kill Zone. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Big thumbs down. Not what I wanted. Uh, it's not even a genre. You're just drawing from an entire medium. And then I keep turning stuff down. So now when I turn it on, it gives me one Mass Effect 2 song. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't have any more things we think you'd like. Yeah. Uh, you seem to hate everything on this channel. I'm like, Maybe you should try something else. And it's like, yeah, don't think of That's game. what this was about. It's like, don't think of game as a genre. That's yeah. game music. It's like, get out. Yeah. What kind of music professor are it you? It reminded like, me of, of XM, Satellite, Sirius, Radio's like 90 station and the DJ would have yeah. to come on and say this stuff, and like 
Yeah. Oh, man, you've been listening to House of Pain. Coming up next, we got En Vogue and Marilyn Manson on the 90s <laughs> station. Like, <laughs> who can listen to all that in one in one stream? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, breaking stuff up in decades like that makes even less sense. I, well, I, I the get 40s because I wasn't there. Right. I get uh, it in a sense like there's sometimes I just want to be in a 90s vibe. Yeah. So there been, I don't have any more satellite radio because my, my parents would have it. And when I would visit home, but now they they got rid of it. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes I'd just be driving, and I'd be like, I kind of just feel like listening to '90s music. I don't even care because even though Marilyn Manson, In Vogue, and whatever else garbage, it's not all the same thing at all. But there's sometimes like it's going to remind me of generally being in high school. And there's when Mambo Number no. Five comes on, it's just ha! like, ah, oh, I'm back. A uh, little bit of yeah. Rita. But then when I hear like, all right, that was Tony Braxton, and then we got some Blink 182. <laughs> yeah, and that's how- a very harsh transition. Yeah. To make. Yeah, it's a little difficult. The but boy I is bad. Uh, the it's boy like the is idea bad. is that it's not replicating any kind of music experience. It's replicating the experience of I'm going to randomly switch between radio stations and my 1995 Ford Escort. In. When I, yeah, when I play a Ford station, oh, Audie Shaw's Nightmare. I can handle this. And then it goes into something else that seems equally 40s that to me all occurred in possibly one day in the 40s. Like right. All of those songs. This is about Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about anything else. Uh, Do you think we could ever get a satellite radio video game music station? I would like one day that to happen. I know GameSpot had something approaching that, I believe. They did. Sophia, uh, Sophia Tong. She works at Radar now. She still yeah. does. She does another game music uh, show. A different show. A little better than yours, actually. I don't care for that. <laughs> no, it's uh, Sound Radar. Now, she does a lot more of the modern stuff. So if you're interested in more like the Uncharted... You're she un- gets interviews with folks. Yeah, it's worth actually, listening to. Yeah, whereas I, you know, I talk to Dave... Kaufman once yeah but that's okay once I got him on speed dial you know this is also my free time so uh this ain't my job so this is called the love for the kids for the kids man but no if you like if if you are interested more in like a more modern take on on music and also the interviews I mean sound radar does that which I probably won't Mm -hmm. um because you it crosses some weird wires to talk to composers directly the whole thing is kind of in a weird place because I work for another company so Mm. But I love game music, everybody, so I gotta do it. Anyway, mm. Mass Effect 2. Um, love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Big fan. Totally knocked me on my ass. Like, mm. I, again, like, when I beat Mass Effect 1, I immediately started a second playthrough, fell in love with the world, and then when 2 came out, I just dove into it headfirst again, and have since played through it three times. Um, once Paragon, once Renegade, and then once Beat It on Insanity, which was, holy crap hard. How long? Well, by like that a... point, I was pretty good. Yeah? <laughs> uh, but no, like the collector base on Insanity, yeah. when all the honeycomb things are flying mm-hmm. at you, mm. anything with Harbinger is just hell on earth. Just, I will intervene personally. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even finish playing the wave of his voice, and you're already lasered from space and dead. Like, uh, But as far as the music goes, uh, you know, same kind of thing, because you have Jack Wall and uh, Sam Hulick come back, but then uh, Dina Menico, David Cates. A lot of people contribute to this. It's a huge, huge soundtrack. Um, we'll go into uh, three songs. One, The Elusive Man, which is the... <gasps> I love it! I, I use that constantly on podcasts. Uh, it's just it's a, a great way to close things. It's that jingle you hear every time you complete something. <laughs> let's all Wait, let's all try to do a visual, an audio, a voice approximation. I, I did it the best. Uh, it's pretty close, I guess. I'm going to make you do this. Uh, ball with a bar, the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is for the kids who don't have any answers. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rock. My whole life was ball with... I was balling with the bar before you even knew that term. 
And I would mm-hmm. like to point out that the excellent TV show, The Shield. <laughs> oh, yes. Do so, not stop watching that first episode. The first episode is so important to the entire series because the entire series is built off of one episode. But it does have a kid rock song in it at a very crucial moment. Yeah. Please don't let it ruin the show for you. Less prestigious, I believe the opening sequence of Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious. Oh, dear. Features a race through with uh, the oldest son from Home, home Improvement. Home Improvement. From Home Sorry. Improvement through a house industrial building zone with Ball with the Ball playing. Good I, God. Yes. How much money did he make off of that? Uh, he said uh, dollar sign dang da dang diggy. <laughs> and get in the mm-hmm. pit and try mm-hmm. to love someone. Yes. What I'd like is to like it and hug and kiss you. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll do the. All my life is just like I, having a stroke and reciting a Simpsons quote. Yeah, like, you see what it does to me on VG Empire? This is like the second time. It made me laugh too hard. Yes, uh, ruining the Silent Hill podcast was great. Uh, elusive Man. We'll do Elusive Man, A Rude Awakening, which is you know more that subtle creepiness that I really like from Mass Effect Two, and then Morden's theme. Uh, which is which is a really varied piece of music. Uh, plus, Morden's just awesome in general. He's basically Abed from Community. Um, but one of the things I like is, uh, you know, oh, he's dropping beer everywhere, cans of beer, even boxes, Takate, which I like to call PBR. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good joke. Sorry, I have to be on the ground. Yes. Won't have it again. Won't have it again. Setting a lot of beer. <laughs> I realize my, uh, I type emails like like, my like Morden now, and I don't even mean it. Like I don't put I, me, I should. Mm-hmm. It'll just be doing things. Read your email. Going to do this. Very Think busy. we should do this instead. Blah 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 blah. Lots um, of work. No spaces. Periods. No. Yep. No. Yeah. Just one form. Lots of work to do. No pupils. Seven hundred character email. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Morden's theme. Uh, just generally a really good piece of music, you know. But again, a game that actually gives themes to characters. I really enjoy when that when that happens. It's it's. Harder and harder to come by. So, Elusive Man, Rude Awakening, Morden will be right back.
Morton's theme is six and a half minutes, by the way. Uh, why is it so epic? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Usually when, you do a, usually when you do a character's theme, it's like, here's the theme that kind of gets the character's personal. I am the model of Salarian. Oh. Uh, what? what? Should have had it in here. It's all right. <laughs> you got an internet. You got YouTube. You can find it. Oh, HMS actually, Pinafore. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> now, is that what that's from? Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Sideshow Bob sings in the end of that episode where they're on the river and he's going to kill Bart. Cape Fear. Cape Fear. But mm-hmm. then Bart asks him to sing wow, nerds. the entire uh, rendition of I am the that. model of yes. my Kelsey yeah. Grammer yes. and Sideshow Bob. <laughs> um, Informed Gilbert and Sullivan. I am the very model of a scientist Salarian. I've studied species Turian, Asari, and Batarian. There you go, jerks. I'm quite good at genetics as a subset of biology because I am an expert, which I know is a tautology. Hey. Keep going! My science studies range from urban to agrarian. I am the very model <laughs> of a scientist Salarian. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Thanks for sharing what you've learned. <laughs> I love the out of context. Like, they um, bare their soul to you. I have to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, what, I don't have time to chit chat. I thought it was tragic. A, a couple of friends of mine lost Morden, or like, you can save Morden, apparently. I did save Morden in my second You did? Though. Yes. Uh, some characters can. can there's characters uh, either way, like because it's not too much. It's not so much a spoiler God, as it is like right. uh, because characters could die in two, well, that's, so they was, can die in three con- as well. But well, that's what I love about the games is that there's. They, um, I'm sick of people saying morality system. Yeah. Because if you're going by a morality system, you technically had to do. I think you had to do the wrong thing to save Morden. Morden, who wants to do the right thing. Yeah, the weird thing to do Morden, like I had to look it up because it's actually you have to harvest really, that data in like no in it, the second it, game, right? Uh, it's really specific. It's like you have to have destroyed Malin's data mm-hmm. so he doesn't have it to use it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to also not. There, I don't want to spoil too much of the, the why Mass Effect Two. No, there's three stuff that you have oh, okay. to do. You yeah. have to like do the right. Do you have to do the wrong thing like three times in a row mm-hmm. before the right thing triggers Morden to go? Actually, you're right, and then he'll not do what he does to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not so much a spoiler because many characters you ruin can, the Krogan. Many many characters can or can't die in that game and throughout the course of the game. So mm-hmm. much like it was the case in one and two, especially two. Uh, one other thing though, the Mass Effect two I was talking about. What, is, what was that? Remix. Sounds like my first ringtone. Yeah. So. So the movie Sliver. This. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this. This uh, is the club music, right? This is uh, Crazy by Seal. I get a little surgery on my face. Oh, okay? Is okay? Please. Funny, this is my only chance to interject here, but uh, my character in these games has always looked like Charles Bronson with Seal's facial condition. <laughs> <laughs> Through all three games. <laughs> Man, I want to get it up. Uh, Seal is a fine singer. No, he is. <laughs> he is a terrible husband, so I've heard. I, I hate to hear about their troubles. I don't want to hear about him. Yeah, walking, post, I hope this isn't post six years from now. Wa- yeah, walking into Afterlife, though, with this playing, like, it's such a well-designed club, too. And this song playing, I'm like, this is really good. Turns out it's an actual song. Uh, it's called... Saki Kaska by Callista. Or Kayista, I can't tell. It's one of those great things that I don't think not not a lot of games did. You're approaching the club and you can hear uh, oh, the, ambient the noise. reverberation. And then yeah. when you open the door, like it... Yeah. 
like then it really starts blaring in your face. But like well, this was a great like, Carolyn mm. uh, host of Pokemon Monday, which former host rested rested. I, I'm soul. taking that show. Rested soul. It's mine now. Um, uh, but yeah, Carolyn and most listeners remember know who Carolyn is, but uh, my girlfriend. She uh, <laughs> when she she said when she walked into Afterlife, or you know her mm-hmm. her shepherd walked into Afterlife, she was like. This is probably the coolest place I've ever been. Because <laughs> like, you walk in and the music's playing, and just the way the lighting and the, like the smoke effects and just the way everything looks, you're like, I will never be in a club as cool as this in my life. Like, let's be real. And the game industry lets you get into places that we have no business being. Yeah, I've been in a lot of places where I'm like, this is way out of my league. Anybody and- who joined us in PAX, we got all those wristbands for that awful club that I would never oh. set foot in normally. Uh we all got wristbands for that. Uh, thank you, World of Tanks. Well, yeah, but it was it was a really cool party. But it's like, wow, I'm surprised there aren't bouncers here. Just like you know why I'm bouncing you, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, is it because of my zippers down and I'm not wearing a belt? I did. I save, see those jorts in that Naruto T-shirt. I, I did save a. Like, <laughs> I did save one of Lizzie's friends getting uh, hit on by some dude. Fuck that girl. Yeah. Did you renegade him? Throw him out the window? Oh. Yes. I think you want to move along, sir. <laughs> Speaking of moving along, let's I'll move into Mass along. Effect 3. Uh, oh. Mass Effect 3 uh, is a video game by uh, Bioware huh. and Electronic Arts publisher. I thought it was developed by EA. Is it uh, better with Kinect? Uh, <laughs> it says so on the box. I mean, what I didn't. I couldn't tell you, but the <laughs> soundtrack, uh, Jack Wall was not part of the soundtrack, huh. but even still... But uh, his music, he, they took a lot well, of Well, it's music, like John right? Williams didn't do ever Harry Potter, but... Mm-hmm. No, no, sure. Um, but, like, the, there's, there's more reused music in Mass Effect 3 than three, 2 and 1 combined. Uh, two, well, 2 and 1 combined. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of new stuff in 3, but they do there reuse is. a lot of stuff. Which uh, is great. No, it's good. It helps bring, uh, helps bookend the series, mm-hmm. as you will. Uh, but Sam Hulick is back. Clint Mansell, Christopher Linertz, Chris Valesco, Sasha Dickies. Clint Mansell is, is responsible for that haunting Requiem for a Dream theme that was huh. later reused in uh, the Two Towers trailers and now is associated with Lord of the Rings, but it was from Requiem for a Dream. It's great. The greatest thing we ever used it in when we used to work at Games Radar was yeah. John Cena's. Uh, carnival see- sign, you can't see me. Where we slowly for three minutes zoomed in on his eyes it's as he amazing. waved his cardboard hand in front of his face. Yeah, it's just Google like you got on YouTube and just look up oh. Games Radar E three E three John Cena or something. I don't know what to, I, don't, I don't know how you'd find it. You'll never find it, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, three. You know, again. It, one, loved the game. It was amazing. And again, you got Uncharted Worlds in there to to bring the galaxy map together again. But like. Generally, all around happy with three. Um, I'm actually about halfway through my Renegade playthrough now. I've already beat it once, and now I'm playing through again. But I'm spending a ridiculous amount of time with the multiplayer. It's mm. just, it's one of those games that I would have thought, nope, don't want that. It and sucks. Then, and then they added. I'm like, oh, I hate yes. it. Yep. I hate it, and I love it. It's it's very easy to disappear to. Like I just want to kill 20 minutes yes bada yeah. bing bada bing 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 and then uh maybe i unlock a solarian maybe i unlock a krogan shotgun i don't know yep. maybe i get a batarian monocle uh, it's gull spike thrower thank you very much wow, oh, man wow. i've been, uh, I've been <laughs> my batarian has that spike thrower and it's like the best slash worst thing that ever happened to me why uh as far as the game is concerned i should quantify wait, 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 that wait, 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 wait. <laughs> because that spike thrower is like 
it, you you hold it and charge up and mm-hmm. you let it go just much more like damage. Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. There, now you've made good. Now maybe that's why mm. I like it so much. Mm. But uh, yeah, the Batarian it, Buster. It's just shit. It's just <laughs> shooting a giant harpoon at people and uh. like if you hit them in the head with it, it's a one hit kill like all the time. And mm. you can walk up and see this giant harpoon, uh, uh, like shooting through its head. But then like. It's also like if you misfire, it's the slowest. Ah, damn it! And then you gotta like recharge and like <laughs> load the harpoons back in the gun. And but one of the most great feelings in the world is those guardians that come up with the shields. They mm. just have the the mail slot achievement thing Ooh. from across the map. Like I see him, foo, dead, and you see them <laughs> and throw the shield. It's amazing, but yeah, that gun. But yeah, so the multiplayer, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so that'll you'll see that in one of the songs we're gonna play. So I'm gonna play uh, Mars, which is when you go to Mars. Mm-hmm. Rannoch, uh, which you'll hear bits of the echoing of the Reaper noise, the uh, Inception uh, during a dubstep concert noise, and, and a we uh, need to go deeper and a beehive apparently, <laughs> and then uh, the scientists, which you do hear multiplayer. Uh, I think it's the. I feel like it's the Cerberus base. What's the one uh, with the landing pad with the ship out there? Hydra? Firebase. White? White. Yeah. It is white. Firebase white. Uh, Man, there's more stuff coming to that multiplayer. It's so good. (laughs) Every time it's new. I still want that damn Geth Infiltrator. I still don't have Uh, it. Yeah. Mm. I need a Solarian Engineer like nobody's beeswax. That's what I have. No, I only have the... It took me months to download the... To get the Infiltrator. He's good, too. Krogan Vanguard. That's what I'm still waiting. I, can I get? I, that's what I wish I could give you mine, and then you could give me your Solarian. It'd be cool uh, if you make money. I, yeah, cool if you could trade. Yeah, we put it in my Xbox Live wallet, and then <laughs> trade around. I have spent money on those things because I'm like, I've how got, much money? I bet totally only like five bucks, but I've spent about fifteen. Well, that's still. It's just because I had. No, like, buddy, Evan Lottie from PC Gamer. He, first weekend, forty. Wow, he spent forty bucks, and he and, and he loves Mass Effect. Never played the single player. Wow. Like just got sucked into the multiplayer. Huh. Multiplayer is super mm-hmm. fun. Like yeah. uh, it's all co-op. That's one of the fun things about it. Is he you might could, have by now? I should clarify. You could, yeah. It's been a couple of months, mm-hmm. but w- the cool thing is you can go into the multiplayer into random matches, and mm-hmm. it's not a typical multiplayer experience because it is co-op. Mm-hmm. But it's not the kind of co-op where if no one's wearing a headset, you're gonna get super pissy and angry, and it doesn't work. Even though on gold, you really need to be coordinating. Yeah. But everyone has to help each other, so there's mm-hmm. no like. Tea bagging and all this other nonsense. Like it's just actual like it's the new multiplayer. It's man. just really fun. Yeah. Um, which again, it's just all kind of a takeoff of horde mode, which so, I love to death. Anyway, I'm curious so. to see. Like Halo became big because of what it did with multiplayer. Mm. But yeah, now I don't want to be stabbed. I don't want someone to run at me shooting with a ton of recoil and then melee me. Yeah, and- I'm tired of that formula. I want to work together with strangers. Yeah. yeah, towards a common even strangers towards a common goal. And that's, I think, where almost all multiplayer is heading. Yeah. It's and definitely been a trend. What would Halo do? We'll see. I did have a... WWE. What, what was the horde mode in Halo? Do you remember? Uh, in, in ODST? Yeah. Firestorm? Firefight? Yeah, Firefight. It was Firefight. Like it was Firefight. Um, yeah. Anyway, Mass Effect. We'll, uh, we'll do uh, Mars, Ranar. <laughs> They're not related, my bad. The scientists, and I'll be right back.
enemies at 50%. <laughs> That dude. We've got reports of it's Solarian SLT Intel on the moon of it. Uh, so good. I love that. I love, wanna, love the science. I just want to take people behind the scenes of how we do this here. This is what I, I love about like we uh, we talk about it, we go to break, and then we listen to those songs for a couple seconds. Yeah. But I oftentimes I'm a little antsy, and I just it's very awesome because you were up peeing for a second to mm. watch Elston. Like, yeah, I know it's supposed to give you a preview and refresh your memory. But then you're just like, you don't want to stop listening to this music. Yeah. You just, you sort of disappear into it and start bobbing your head and like, buddy, <laughs> come on. You ready he to was, go? He was gone. He you was ready to record? It, it, it just, I'm saying it happens a lot and it's not something I hate. It's just something, right, it's right. like, it's interesting to see how much you love showcasing this music. I enjoy this greatly and I hate editing it, but uh, <laughs> I work 10 hour a day to come home and edit more. It's great. I'll do it for 200 bucks. Nope. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, almost. Almost. Let's talk about this. Almost nope? Uh, no, almost maybe. I'm almost there. Almost maybe. A complete rejection. Um, but that's that's the episode. <laughs> that's that's the show. Uh, again, like I, Mass Effect is without a doubt my favorite series it, it of is. the modern generation. Like a favorite new IP since the 360 yes. PS3 took hold of it. Big sci-fi fan, but it also, it like, to me, it's it really is what the perfect blend of Star Wars and Star Trek. Like, mm. it's got just enough of, like, and even though, you know, Mass Effect doesn't have some great deeper societal commentary or anything like that, but it has... I disagree with that. But it has, like, a, you can you can slow down and talk. And it's one of the mm. few games where I actually do want to hear the characters interact with each other. Even, right. if, even if the overarching plot is kind of like, yep, that's a science fiction story. Mm-hmm. The little details are actually really cool, mm-hmm. but then it has all the big set pieces and crazy doomsday weapons of Star Wars that everybody loves. I think anything that happens in the Citadel is a complete parable for something you've experienced or been pissed at in your normal life. Well, I mean, I, it's not it's not not there. I just feel mm-hmm. like you know Star Trek is way more important than people realize. But whatever, no. Star Trek I, doesn't know how to do action. I think they, you know, correct. And put uh, put Captain Captain Picard in a dune buggy. Well, that's no, <laughs> no, let's not go there, man. Uh, that's because Star Trek hires actors and not mo- action stars. And, and I agree that they're not good at action. Next gen's fight scenes are pretty hokey. Um, but that's why they're few and far between. Uh, Usually involves someone pointing like a 1970s remote control at somebody. Oh my god! Which what? then fires at a three-two-one contact special effect <laughs> laser. That's uh, look. Next gen's not that bad. <laughs> Postseason three. Hey, it's just like real life. Little brief moments of yeah. violence. You're not gonna have like big. Yeah. Bones. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, wait, I, I wanted to see uh, if you agree with me on this. Um, Probably. I was talking with, <laughs> with with Mike Grimm about this um, in in the break that like um, I thought Mass Effect was a nice blend of like analog or real world instruments that you can recognize and then something synthetic, and it seemed to me that it got more heavy on the synthetics and as the further you went in, and it got louder the further you went. It definitely got louder. In, definitely in, got louder in, yeah. in the third game, and I don't think that's you know games have been too loud for a long time this is not something they discovered to turn the music right. up right no up I feel it's just I feel it's echoing what's happening in the in the exactly. game it's got to escalate I, I just wanted to make sure to emphasize how important I thought that was I do the th- first one's still like it's a new world a new universe and you're also mm-hmm. Shepard who's not unfamiliar with the world with the universe with the galaxy at large but I, I guess I'm talking about the, he's still kind of like I don't you know I just became a specter I'm not I'm, I'm talking about still, the, you can still be totally the fresh. Sequ- so the music is ponderous. The slow. action sequences are like, well, clearly like something like the um, the Normandy theme or mm. the galaxy map. Yeah, that's very uh, electronic. But but um, the action sequences, the further you go in, they become less or they become not solely orchestral. They become partly synthesized. 
<clears throat> with uh, with a lot of electronic or uh, inorganic music. I, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Well, see, that's, I, what, that's what's interesting to me is that I was wondering actually what the instrumentation is on a lot of these because, I mean, you were saying that like there are those organic sounds like this yeah. sounds like you know a piano or keys and this sounds like a violin or strings or sure. whatever, but... It doesn't really sound like an organic thing, and if it is, it's run through a lot of effects. I, so it I makes do, you wonder if it's not all synthetic, even the stuff that I sounds do like know the difference, and you're absolutely right. Yes, it sounds like a lot of time it's it's not a real guitar, it's not a real violin, but the point is it's supposed to approximate that, and then something undercutting it right. is definitely supposed to be out there and perceived as electronic, right. very very overtly electronic. Yeah, taking us out. No, my man. <laughs> taking us out of the episode is uh, so when I beat Mass Effect one. Um, yeah, you know, we took a sampling of six songs earlier in the show, but uh, so you beat Mass Effect one, and then the credits start rolling, and the song starts playing, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds like the rest of the soundtrack is good, and then a guy starts singing, and I'm like, wait, what? And but then I realize it's the Mass Effect, <laughs> probably the last effect. <laughs> Jesus, uh, wow, yeah, I think you think you just wrote a new song. Oh. That that's the Stan Bush version, I guess. Uh, the Jeromance Jackaliaru. Describes everything that happened. Oh, that's how he would do it. I'm Are sorry. Are you a Solarian or a Barbarian? <laughs> this is like an awful show. Too. This, this is yep. terrible. Uh, yep, anybody can do that. Just so you know. Yep. So, uh, God, it's like your musicals are not impressive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So, uh, but it then turns out this, uh, the song at the end was by a Canadian band called Fonts. Fonts. F A U N T S. Is this the crab video? Crab video. There's a music video, and it's a credits song, right? Yeah, it's a credits song. There's a music video for this where it's like crabs brutally murdering each other to like conquest a hill, and it's like little crabs with a flag. I don't want that. It's really, uh, weird. I don't want that. Um, but. (laughs) This is off their album Helvetica. (laughs) <laughs> or is it Webdings? It's Comic Wink. Sans. <laughs> it's uh, Garamond. But uh, uh, the other albums there were High Expectations, Low Results, which is, I think, story of our life. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Feel Love, Thinking Of. Um, but but uh, what I liked about it was it was a great closer because it was unexpected after such a grandiose OS, you know, a soundtrack like that has Daft Punky stuff and mm-hmm. Dune-ish stuff and just generally sounds kind of techno and ambient noises mixed with uh, actual main you know powerful themes but then like have an actual song by a real life band is like ties it back to the real world and then that's like well shouldn't this be really incongruous and weird but it's actually no they as band just so happens to make music that sounds exactly like the rest of the damn soundtrack and so i really and it sounds like the best part of the 80s where like what does 80 music sound like let me think. Oh, the Drive soundtrack. And then everything you think of about what you liked about 80s music, this song does. And mm. just to have it close the game, it left me on such a high note that the moment this was over, I immediately started Mass Effect, the, the second save. Mm. Like, I didn't turn it off, think about the ending or whatever. It was like, with the Xbox still on, still in the menu. All right, going to start my next one, going to do a Renegade, and I'm just going to play, play, play for another three hours just you know, restarting the game. Like, it totally like just sealed the deal. Um, so we'll end with that. The song is called M4 Part 2 by Fonts. Thanks for listening. VGEmpire.com. Comments are always appreciated. Visit the site periodically. I sometimes post other things uh, other than episodes. Tell me a story about the shepherd. Quiet you.